What's the primal essence of Christianity? That's what we're talking about. What's the primal essence? And that question has led us in these weeks to come up with uh, the important commandment, the great commandment, what we're calling the primal commandment because it's first importance. And so if you're brand new with us, just to, just to recap this verse in Mark chapter 12, these verses in verses 29 and 30, bring up everything that we're talking about, the primal thing, what's the most important thing in all of scripture? And Jesus answers it by saying the most important one is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And he says this, love the Lord your God with all your, what is it, church? Heart, with all your, with all your, and with all your, <laughs> that's what you gotta do, right? With all your strength, that's it. And this is the great commandment, the primal commandment. And so we've talked about already, we've, we've begun to discuss the heart of Christianity, is primal compassion, attaching yourself to his heart, attaching yourself to that, the soul of Christianity is primal wonder. Today we're going over that the mind of Christianity is, is primal curiosity. And then next week, the strength of Christianity is primal energy. If pastor gets back from France or if they just love him that much, I mean, I don't know what we're gonna do because we love him more. So we're gonna have to start fighting these French people. I don't know what we're gonna do. But loving God with all your mind is what we're talking about today. And this means making the most of your mind by learning as much as you can about as much as you can. That, that's what it means. It means the, the true litmus test of spiritual maturity isn't necessarily that, that, uh, that you know everything, but it's really knowing how much you don't know. That's the litmus test of how wise you are, of how much you have in your mind. It's coming to terms with the fact that God is not an object of knowledge as much as he is a cause of wonder. And here it is, church, listen. The sense of wonder that he gives you fuels a holy curiosity to keep learning with your mind about the creator, about life, about his creation, but it also helps you control the thoughts that you allow in your mind. Is this making sense? And so today I wanna talk about 2 Corinthians 10, three through five. So go ahead and flip open there. That's where we're going to be today. Second Corinthians 10, three through five. And I'm going to go ahead and read this. Second Corinthians 10 states it like this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I love that. It keeps going and says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God against the knowledge of God, and we take captivity, every thought, and make it obedient to Christ. Scripture says this. Scripture says that, that the weapons we fight against are not of the world. It says that's, that's not what it's about, but that it has the power to, dis, to demolish strongholds in our lives. That's the power that we have behind us. And the Greek word for strongholds, for you note takers, man, I got some stuff for you today. So just jot some of this down. The Greek word for strongholds is translated to fortify, like a strong castle. Another aspect of it is as a prisoner locked by deception. That's what that means. A prisoner locked by deception. A prisoner believing a lie as if that lie were true and, and locked by deception in your mind. That's what this passage is talking about where you are locked like that. It's like an attractive girl who in her mind isn't attractive and she thinks that, that she's ugly and worthless and she has nothing to offer. When that's, when that's a lie, it's a stronghold of deception against that girl. Guys are the opposite. Like we think we're hot when we're not, right? That's the way we roll. And, and, and that's a stronghold of deception, right? That's a lie that, that, that we just tend to play to. You know, you're, that's a sin, you're going to hell. No, I'm just kidding, you're not. But it is a stronghold, you know? Uh, a stronghold, a prisoner locked by deception is what it means, is what the language means. And one commentator states it like this. A stronghold is a mental place of strength where evil is entrenched. Listen, it's not open or easily exposed. 
So what would that mean to you? What, what does that mean? It, it means you may have strongholds that you don't even realize you have. Listen to me, church. It, it means that, that, that a stronghold is well defended and it is difficult to attack. And for you, that, what that means is that you may be like, a dog with a shock collar, which by the way, that is so cruel, okay? Like I have friends who have shock collars. I'm like, for real, for real? Like, and all the teens want to play with it. They want to strap it on to see if it works, you know? And I'm like, man, I'm surrounded by messed up people. But in this, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't have pets, it's where you put a collar on this little godly dog, okay? This dude is just serving the Lord like crazy and you let him run freely in your yard. Listen, and he meets an invisible laser beam and then it gets shocked, right? That's what happens. And then it gets shocked enough, you know, all that happens enough, what can you do? You, as the owner of this godly pet, you can turn the beam off and the electric switch is not even on and he'll never cross the line again. Why? Here's the deal. Because in his mind, he is a prisoner locked in by this barrier. That's a stronghold. And it's like that for many of us in our, in our lives. Like we have strongholds in our mind that aren't there. Like they block you from a relationship with Christ. They block you from your full potential. It's not there. And it's a stronghold in your mind. And some of you are prisoners locked in by deception. Just like a dog with a shot collar. Just like this passage is talking about in 2 Corinthians. I can never have an intimate relationship with God. Like you think that, that, that I can never be strong enough. I can never overcome this. I can never be better than that. I can never change. I will always be addicted. I will always, here's the, here's the phrase. I will always be this way. That's a mental stronghold. And it's deception at its finest. Like this is not true. And scripture makes it clear that, that we don't overcome strongholds with the weapons of this world. You don't overcome it like that, but, but we overcome strongholds with the weapons of God, which that passage just told you has divine power. Isn't that good? And so look at verse four. Verse four specifically says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Today, I want the spirit of God to demolish every stronghold in your life. Man, I want that so bad. I've been praying for you this week. I mean, I knew we were gonna talk about strongholds and I knew this, but, but I want it to, 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 to be overtaken in your life by, by the Holy Spirit's power for strongholds in your life. And so if you're taking notes, I wanna break it down into five areas and we're gonna cover them quickly. And I just want you to take notes and, and write these down and then put a box, like a square off to the side. And if that's you, check it. I want you to be bold enough and, and honest enough that you just check it because we're gonna identify some strongholds. All right, this is the number one thing to do is to identify strongholds in your life. That's, if you want to overcome strongholds, you've got to identify the strongholds. That sounds easy, right? It's not because oftentimes you're the one that's deceived of the stronghold. You're the one who doesn't get it. We're the ones that we're not even aware that we're a prisoner. In fact, 2 Timothy 2.26 says it like this, and, and that they were come to their senses and escaped from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive. There's our word, captive, to do his will. They don't even know it. They're captive. They're captive to do his will. Satan's greatest plan his greatest game plan is to sell you believable lies. He wants you to believe lies and to lock you in as a prisoner locked by deception so that you'll no longer seek God's will for your life because you think there's no way you can overcome it. You are a mental captive. And to love the Lord your God with all your mind, you've got to release that captivity. Satan's greatest tool, I'm telling you, has always been the lie. In the garden, he fought Adam and Eve's purity with a lie and he fights me with a lie, fights you with a lie and all of it is in the depths of our minds where we believe lies. John eight forty four, 
John 8, 44 states, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him, talking about Satan. And it keeps going, it says, when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. It says that's who he is. And many, many of us are prisoners in our own deception where he has deceived us. And I, I'm just gonna break it down, like I said, in these five ways. If it's you, check the box. Be bold enough to check the box and to really realize that that's me. You got to identify your strongholds. And there may be multiple boxes, but we're gonna break it down like this. Number one, material or financial strongholds. Jot that down, put a box next to it. This is, if I only had more money, I'd be happy. If I had a better job, if I had better clothes, I'd be happy. If I had fill in the blank, I'd be secure. I feel sad. What's gonna make me happy? Shopping. Yeah, let's go do that a lot. And so that's gonna make me happy. And so you go shopping, 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 shopping. Your husband's like, are you kidding me? And you're like, maybe it's the husband. And I mean, that's really messed up. And then you go and you go shopping, shopping, shopping. You get your electronics, you get your stuff. And that's making you happy. Maybe, maybe that's not you, but maybe you just worry about money all the time. You just worry about it. And, and it's, it's just a pest to you. You just worry about it all the time. If any of this hits you, if any of that is you, be bold enough to admit it. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you and check the box, okay? Check the box. Number two, addiction or habitual strongholds. An addiction or habitual strongholds. This could be like, I am addicted to $4 Starbucks coffee, all right? <laughs> like, that could be it. I'm addicted, like, I'm telling you, I can't do it. It's an addiction. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe it's cigarettes. Like, Tommy, I cannot stop smoking. Back home, it's like dipping. I don't know many people up here that dip, but back home, man, I'm telling you, the pastor's wives be chilling with a dip in their mouth in service. I mean, it's great, man. It's great. Y'all should come home with me. It's fun. But, but I'm just saying, I mean, it's an addiction that might overcome you. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, I don't know, it's just, just it's some, maybe it's alcohol. And you've got people all around you that are saying, man, this is eating up your life and it's not eating up your life only, it's eating up my life and you don't even see it. Maybe, maybe you're overwhelmed by sexual sin. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's an addiction that's just taking place in your mind and it's eating away at you that you are a prisoner locked by deception. Some things are more pleasant. It's like you are addicted to sports. You know every stat about every useless player in the world. You know everything about him. Maybe it's video games. Maybe it's video games to where it's like, I'm addicted to the high score. High score, yeah! It's like, dude, that's sad, you know? It's like, you got, yeah, all of that. No, 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 like maybe that's an addiction in your life. Maybe it's work. Maybe you're addicted to the feeling that you get when somebody says, man, you are really good at your job. You are, you are just supreme. You are the best at that. Maybe you're addicted to that. An addiction, a habitual stronghold. And if you want to be set free from that today, like so many of us have been praying for you to be, if you want to be set free from that, you've got to identify it, see it for what it is, and check the box. Check it. Number three, a personal or physical stronghold. A personal or physical stronghold that, that it's like, I, I don't like my body. I wish I was different. I wish I looked differently. You may think you eat too much and you may be like, dude, I ate the whole thing. I can't believe it. I ate the whole thing. You just ate too much. And others, you go to the gym like twice a day. And if you miss a workout, like the world ends. You think it's over. I mean, do you, it's just a little bit overstated, right? Everything keeps going. It's a little imbalanced. Some of us are addicted to what other people think when they look at us. And so we just tan, 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 all the time. To the point to where it's like, it's as if it is our goal to be like a suitcase, you know? <laughs> like, it's, it's my goal. I want to look just like a suitcase. That's it. And you think, no, 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 no. 
physical stronghold, personal stronghold. And if that's you, be honest. Be honest. If it's a stronghold in your life, truly, check the box. Check it. The next one's really difficult to talk about, but I mean, I'm, we're just going to confront it. But it's, it's what we're going to call relational strongholds. Relational strongholds where you're bitter, you're critical, you're judgmental. You don't relate to most people around you. You don't really have close friends. You feel alone the vast majority of the time. You don't connect. There's no real intimacy in your marriage. You've forgotten how to open up. Um, maybe you're not even married, but, but you've dated people. And once you've, you've dated, maybe you've dated this godly girl. And, and once, once you come to a point where it's really starting to open up, it freaks you right out. And you're like, no, 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 I'm done with this. And you, you just can't open up to people. And, and relationships, you, you don't want to get hurt. You're done with this. I'm not touching that. So in all of that, it's a stronghold. Some don't know how to tell the truth to friends because we're so ashamed of the person that we really are. And it's a relational stronghold. You're not honest with people. You find it so difficult to admit what you struggle with because relationally, that's you. And it's a stronghold in your mind. You think no one can relate to you. Nobody can get it. They're gonna judge you. And if that's you, be real, be bold, be honest, and check the box. Our last one is what we're gonna call spiritual strongholds. And basically, this is saying in our minds, I don't trust God. That's basically what we're saying. I I don't, I I, want to be in control. I don't trust God. And and when it's out of your control, you just worry about it. If you're not in charge, you struggle to put God in charge of anything. You don't trust him. And really, some of us, maybe we struggle with, we don't trust him, but we don't trust his people. All Christians are hypocrites. All of them. I I can't spiritually, I I struggle. It's a stronghold in my life to where you don't trust me right now because you think all ministers are the same. All pastors are out for themselves. And this is a mental stronghold. Listen, a stronghold, a prisoner locked by deception and the bottom line is you say, I don't trust God. I don't trust him. You know what I'm gonna say, right? Check the box. (laughs) Check the box. If that's you, be honest, be real. And really, I probably should have put another category that's called pride strongholds. It's just for some of you right now who are like, I ain't playing a stupid game. I ain't checking no box. And I just want you to know, <laughs> I just want you to know that I know that you're there and I'm thinking about you right now, all right? Thinking good thoughts about you right now. How many of you, be honest, be honest right here. How many of you, and notice my hand too, okay? How many of you checked one or two boxes? Okay, how many checked three or four boxes? Notice my hand, all right? I know, I'm the, I tell you I'm the least of these. How many checked all five boxes? Okay, there's nothing we can do for you. You need to go home right now. For, no. No, in all honesty, at one point in my life or another, I've checked all five of these boxes. It's me. Like, it's just, it, it just eat away at my mind. And today, I, I have full confidence, listen to me, that the Holy Spirit is gonna speak to you and help you change. I have full confidence of that. In Philippians 2, 5, it, it talks about our minds and, and it says this. If you can throw that up there, Miss Dottie, thank you so much. It says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Your attitude, your mind, your thoughts, the things that work in your mind, that should be the same as Christ Jesus. And, and so our minds, to be like Christ Jesus, you've got to understand so much of your life is about your mind. So much of it goes on in your brain, goes on in your thought life. And I want you to be so honest with God right now. I want you to be so honest with him, with your mental strongholds and and I thought, how can I do that? How can I let them be that transparent with God? How can I let them be that honest with God? And the best way I know is to be that authentic and that transparent with with you. And as risky as it is, I'm gonna tell you one of my greatest strongholds in my life. One of the greatest strongholds, and it's humbling, and really it's embarrassing for me to even talk about. And oddly enough, outwardly, 
it's, it looks like one of my strengths. But inwardly, it's a mental stronghold. And to help you be more honest, I'm going to be just absolutely honest with you. I absolutely want to walk as closely with the Lord as I can. So, that makes me driven when it comes to maximizing my strengths. When it comes to, to, to minimizing my weaknesses. So that puts me in this category of, I'm, a, I'm very much so a self-criticizer. Things that I do are never good enough. And on the surface, that seems to be nothing but good, right? Like, like it lets you know that boy probably isn't lazy and that boy probably cares and he likes excellence. And all of that sounds really, really good because it drives me to do that, to be the best that I can at everything that I do. Always pushing me to be a better version of who God's made me to be. But, and this is just the truth and this is my weakness and this is something that the Lord's delivered me from. That characteristic brings out in me Something, um, when you get deeper, it, I take myself so seriously that I don't enjoy life at times. I take myself so seriously of being a godly husband, godly father, godly pastor, that I don't enjoy that church, that family, those kids at times. That, that it's like I'm so driven about being better and I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to be the best man of God. God, I love you so much. I'm going to be the best me I can be. And in that, in that wonderful aspiration, in that, it robs me of the ability to fully enjoy family, to fully enjoy ministry because my mind takes me to all the ways I fall short in every area. If it was a great sermon, nah, God deserves better. If I parented in a good way, nah, I should have given him more. If, if a date night was great, no, it could have been better. I need to have more for my wife. There's something to be said for not taking yourself too seriously. And this is my inward struggle this is a stronghold in my life just because I'm free in Christ doesn't mean that I live free in Christ all the time living free in Christ only comes when I release my mind to God and to his work in me because in my weakness I'm going to find my portion in him when I'll just be content with what he's doing in me I'll find my portion in him when I bring that responsibility though back on myself I'm robbing myself of all the joys of maximum freedom I'm robbing myself of all of that of becoming his project instead of my own project I rob him of all that glory and I'm shackled to my imperfections and I'm in danger of never being content with God's work in me and that's me that's honest pastor called me from France this week and he said, I'm so sorry for putting all this on your plate. If it's too much, are you sure it's okay? And I said, Pastor, I promise you've given me the best gift of contentment in the Lord that I've had in a very long time. Because there's been no time to be discontent. <laughs> it's been wonderful. I'm not joking. It's been wonderful. I pray more intimately. I, I, I spend more time with my family. family. I care more for them. I dig more in God's word. The small things can't get in the way. And at first... For the first time in a while, I, I told, like in the middle of some chaos this week, people, are you doing okay? Are you okay with that? I said, I am so content with the Lord right now. I'm so content with him and with what God's doing in me. And before, I was trying to be a great pastor. I was trying to be a great husband, trying to be a great father. Now, I'm just trying to be myself and allow God to make me divinely content in him. And that feels wonderful. He's freeing me. I'm a prisoner locked by deception in my mind and God truly is setting me free. I tell you that and it's embarrassing, but I, I want you to be that open with the Lord. I want you to be open with him. To identify your mental strongholds. Not only that, number one, to identify it, right? But number two, to do this, jot it down. To declare war on your strongholds. You identify it, you know it. There's your, there's your checklist. You could have added the pride one too, probably. But, but some of those other ones, I mean, you could add your own. But, but you know your checklist, you've identified it. And to declare war on that. 
Proverbs 21, 22 states it like this. A wise man attacks the city of the mighty and pulls down the strongholds in which they trust. We don't wait around passively or just hope something happens, but we go on the offense against the schemes of the devil with the power of God, not your own power. Why is that so important to me? This is why it's so important to me because a while back, Anna Claire, my oldest and I were sitting in the living room and I said, Anna Claire, she's, she started piano. I said, Anna Claire, play me that song, girl. Play me, play me a song that you've been practicing on the piano. I would just love to hear you play, baby girl. I love it when you play. And so she's, she goes over there and she sits down and she's, she's giddy to play for her daddy. And she goes over there and she sits down and she's playing. And as she began to play, I'm telling you, it was so pretty. It was so pretty and it was so good. She even hummed perfectly along with her notes as she's playing them. It was so, so pretty. Every pitch was right on. It was beautiful. And then she missed one little note and she got so frustrated with herself. And she said, Daddy, I, I just can't do it. I'm not good at piano. Daddy, I can't do this. I'm not good at it. I'm like, baby, you're good at it. You were playing so well. I'm always encouraging her, you know, you're doing great. No, Daddy, and tears are starting to well up and, and I start seeing myself and her. And that may not seem like a big deal to you. It may not seem like a deal, but that just pierced my heart. Because I know that irrational fear. And in that moment, I decided I will not pass my mental strongholds onto the ones I love, onto the people I get to shepherd, onto the teens that I get to love on and care for. I will not pass that on. And you gotta hear me clearly because whatever strongholds are in your life is fertile ground for the evil one to help you pass that on to the next generation. Your strongholds, the, the mental strongholds that you think may just be you, it's okay, I can deal with it, I'm just always gonna be this way. Mm-mm. No, mental strongholds, if you read scripture, scripture beyond a shadow of a doubt, an unbroken stronghold, it shows can and many times will be passed down from generation to generation. It's all over scripture, you see it everywhere. And if you don't break it, you're likely gonna pass it on. And I don't know about you, but that ain't happening with me. It's not gonna happen with me. I've, I've identified some strongholds in my mind and I'm gonna attack that thing like crazy. And you may say, how? 2 Corinthians 10, 3, we've, we've read this. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So it doesn't mean we're going after it with military warfare, fighting with, with this guided strategy, with investigation, with studies, only with, with only facts and only logic. The Bible says that there's a far higher power for those who want to fight with it. And it says it in verse four. It says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's what it says. Divine power literally means, it's where we get our phrase dynamite. It's where we get the phrase dynamite. It says we will destroy, we will demolish, we are gonna smash, obliterate every mental stronghold you have that prevents you from loving the Lord your God with all your mind. And, And I'm telling you, that lights me up and I want that. I want that. And some of you don't get That, you don't understand that. And so I thought, how can I make the scripture come alive to them? Demolishing strongholds, how can I do that? And so I I wanna invite my friend, Dan Four up here, and he's gonna show you something. My man here uh, ministers with Sons of Thunder. He can bench press 655 pounds. We're very much so similar. Former Mr. Michigan, former national bodybuilder champ. Can you uh, give it up for Dan Four? Give it up, give it up. Ha, 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 ha.
Oh, come on. Come on. You got to clap for that, people. Come on. Talk about demolition. Talk about demolition. We are so much alike, you don't even know. Like, I did that three times before, and I'm like, you want this service or the next one? And I'm like, man, is that it? Stronghold in your life, man. That's it. We demolish strongholds, and you think, what is that? What does that mean? It means we break this thing down. It means we tear this thing apart. It means that it's not just something that we say, we're going to take care of that later. No, you're not. The later will never happen. This demolishing stronghold happens today, and the scripture says it's like dynamite. It's like I obliterate that. I demolish it. I smash it. Some of you Some of you aren't gonna get that because you're a girl and you're like, I don't understand why that man just broke a bunch of blocks. If you're a man in here, you're like, yes, that's what church should be about right there. I'm like, I know, I know. Some of you, I'm telling you, it's biblical to cast down violently, violently to cast that thing down, to pull down strongholds. And when they collide with the promises of God's word, they are shattered. Listen, they're demolished. They they are ripped into pieces. They no longer hold any power over us. That's what demolition is. It doesn't hold power over you. One of the greatest weapons of God, mark it down, is prayer. And some of you know this, you're prayer warriors, where you just ask and you seek and you knock and you ask and you seek and you knock and you just do this thing and prayer has changed your life and you start praying and God starts working. His promises begin to come out and that's part of it. Another great weapon of God is truth. Listen so closely to me. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will set what? You free. It will set you free. We learn to replace the lies we believe from the enemy and replace them with the truths of God in this book. And the Lord begins to renew your mind. He begins to do it, Romans 12 says, with the truth of his word. And so this is what I want you to get. You've got to identify the stronghold, right? The second one, you've got to declare war against it. I'm not playing with this. I'm not gonna pass this on to the next generation. I struggle in my mind with all these things and I'm not doing it. And lastly, you've got to demolish your strongholds with God's truth. To demolish it, to tear that thing up and rip it out of your life. Demolish it. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, my favorite verse in our passage. It says it like this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Here it is. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. It says, what do we do? We, we demolish everything in our lives that isn't of God. We take it captive. And there's our word again. Remember earlier how it talked about Satan taking your thoughts captive, that he, he feeds you lies and he feeds you deception and then all that. Except this time it says, it uses captive as in we're gonna take every stronghold, mental stronghold in our life. We're gonna take it captive. We're gonna take that line. We're gonna make it captive and take it as prisoner. Not only that, but make it obedient to Christ. That's huge to take every thought. No more strongholds. They're all demolished by Christ. That, that sin covered up by truth. Prisoners, like me as a prisoner, you as a prisoner, freed to love the Lord our God with all of our mind. We're not giving in to mental strongholds. I'm, I'm not good enough. It's not part of my mind anymore. It's not part of my mind. It's not gonna be there. And so we take every thought captive that we force it. We make it obedient to Christ. My security isn't in my giftedness or if I get everything right anymore. It's not like that. It's not in what I can see. It's not in what I can feel. It's not in what I can touch. It's not by black and white facts on a page. That's not what it should be for us. My security is in God and in God alone. And I'm just content with that. Content. I'm content with him. He's my source. He's my provider. What's your lie? What's the lie that you have in your mind? What's the lie that you buy into? What's the lie that you may have, have not even realized until today that you buy into that often? And that's you, that's a stronghold that I'll always, I, I, I'll never, this addiction will always, I could never, there is no way, all of that, all of that stuff that you tell yourself, 
strongholds, lies, prisoners locked by deception. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Isaiah 61 says this, says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Those of you who are prisoners of the lies in your mind, let me just tell you the good news. The good news is that my Lord, my Savior, your Lord, your Savior, Jesus Christ, he can set you free too. The mental strongholds that hold you back from so much, the mental strongholds that, that you buy into that's, that's full of pride and full of you and full of self, all of that, you say, I wanna love the Lord my God with everything in me, all my heart, all my soul, all my mind. And I've got strongholds and I gotta remove that and I've gotta get primal with this and realize that Jesus Christ can demolish every stronghold in me. And that's gonna take humility and that's gonna take honesty. But what else is worth it? What else would be worth it to demolish every stronghold in your life? Can you stand with me just right now? And I just want you to bow your heads and I wanna tell you my assumption. My assumption, just close your eyes and bow your heads. I I just want you to, to listen to me for a moment. My assumption is that everyone in here has a stronghold. Anytime you say, this is just the way that I am, it's a stronghold. I can change, I can change, but you haven't and you've said that for a long time, that's a stronghold. So I'm not gonna ask you today if you have a stronghold because I already know that you do. What I'm gonna ask you is this, are you ready to defeat it? Are you ready to defeat it? Are, are, you, are you like me standing in front of my daughter saying, I'm not gonna pass this down. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna let this toy with my mind anymore I'm going to attack it I'm going to trust God to bring this thing down in my life and if that's your prayer today I mean just a moment of honesty before God and then we're going to pray if that's your prayer today can you just lift your hands just all over this room amen dude I love your honesty I praise the Lord for your honesty yeah yeah let me tell you what I want you to do and you can put them right back down Eventually, what I want you to do in your marriage is I want you to tell your spouse specifically, this is my stronghold. These are my strongholds. If you're not in a life group, eventually I want you to get in a life group so that you can have a place where you can really open up and be honest before godly friends and get the accountability you need. Where you find people who just care and then you watch. You just watch today as God begins to deliver you. Some of you, this will be instant. This will be an instant thing. Some of you will walk out today free from an addiction. Some of you will walk out today just never looking back. Relationships healed, mind renewed. It'll just happen just as soon as you give it to Christ. That will happen. Some of you need to be saved. And as soon as you give your life to Christ, it'll just happen. You'll be renewed. Others of you, it'll be a process because he works in different ways for different people at different times. But he'll give you victory. It's a promise in his word. So this morning, I'm telling you, don't be a prisoner of performance. Father God, I I pray right now, Lord, that you would reveal the lies that we believe and replace them with your truth. God, will you set people free in here from strongholds all over this room, Lord? Negativity, lying, pornography, lack of trust, fear, financial outlooks. Lord, help us to learn to put our trust in you and nothing else. Lord, help chains to fall all over this room. 
We reject the lie, God, that, that this is just the way it is. Lord, I reject it. That I don't have to be that way. That's just the way that I am is not true. We believe that you have the ability, God, to set us free. We trust you, Jesus. You were raised. You were raised to, to break the chains of sin and death in our lives. Lord, and, and Father, I just ask that you break them. May we repent and just turn away from our sins. And listen, if... If you're talking to the Lord in here and you say, man, I just, I want to be saved. I don't know how to do that. I want to be saved. Listen, I want you to follow this prayer with me just in your heart and talk to the Lord like this. You just say, Heavenly Father, you say, I need you. I'm ready to be free. Transform me by your power. I believe that Jesus is your sinless son who died for me so that I could be forgiven, so that I could be set free. I submit my life, everything, to you. I want you to be my Savior, to be my Lord. You be first. It's no longer about me, but it's all about you. Take me. Use me. Because you died for me, I'm ready to live for you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. And it's in your name that I pray. And listen, if you prayed that prayer, if, if you mean that in your heart, the Bible says at the moment where you commit yourself, you commit your life, not just saying words, but you commit your life to God, you become a new creation. That's what the Bible says. And all the old stuff, all the old junk is gone and everything becomes new. Where spiritually you have a new slate, you have been saved. The power that the enemy had over your life is broken forever and you're adopted into a new family, the family of God that you now have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead inside of you. That these, these things are no longer constraining you in your life. And there are those of you who God brought in here for this moment that you have been a prisoner locked by sin and by the power of Christ, all of that is being broken every bit of that and if you say yes I'm in 100% away from the sins of this world away from my mental bondage and yes to Jesus Christ yes to giving him everything yes to the Lord yes to the Savior of my life I prayed that prayer I meant that and I commit my life to him I'm saved Tommy I'm telling you I'm saved that addiction is gone I want that away from me if that's you and if that's the commitment that you've made again some it will be instantaneous some God will just remove that some some of you God is is just going to remove just reveal that to you and take that from you and others it'll be a process like it has been with me but if you say that's me if you say right now today this morning I've committed to be saved I'm saved if that's you and you accepted Christ can you just raise your hand and just make eye contact with me I just want to make eye contact with you amen 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 welcome to the family of God that is so so beautiful welcome to the family of God chains broken chains that fall transform lives I praise the Lord for transform lives many of you that are Christians in here you say Lord just transform me make me new remove this let my chains drop and if you just if you're a Christian with a stronghold if you just accepted Christ wherever you're at and you want that loosened I'm telling you you just give it to him today that's the best thing I've ever learned in my life is when I struggle give it to him when it's a victory give it to him love the Lord your God with all of your heart soul mind and strength let him reclaim you because your chains are gone your chains are gone Father Lord I just praise you for these people and I just ask this time Lord be devoted to you Lord 
If some need to pray, Lord, if some need to, to devote themselves to you, God, if some need to, to just come to an altar to talk to you, Lord, I pray that they would have the freedom to overcome that, Lord, that they would declare war against it. It's not going to overtake them. Lord, that they would just commit that to you. It's in your son's name I pray. Let me just give you a little time with the Lord. Just talk to him. Just give it to him. Lay your stronghold down. Give that over to him because he will renew your